Welcome to the Marketing Retro Podcast, where Josh and Adrian talk about marketing things in their head each week. So, Adrian, what do you got this week? Yes. So, I am a user researcher, right? Like, I do customer research for companies. And what I've seen lately is this trend to silo research into one department kind of keep it tucked away in the organization. And there's a lot of gatekeeping. So marketers are struggling to have access to their customers. Um, there's a few things I've seen in marketing when I'm working with marketing teams. Is well, when Let me step back for a second. Okay, so what type ahead. of research are you talking about? So is this uh, like, yeah, is this like NPS scores and like reviews or like just give me a general landscape of what the type of research you're talking about is. Sure. And I would say for a marketing's purpose, probably the most beneficial would be customer interviews. So access to customers directly. Um, You know, marketers have lots of KPIs so they can see usability. They can go on like Hotjar and see how people are using the website and what links they click to. Um, They can see review mining. They have access to that without having to, you know, go ask for permission from anyone. Um, what they struggle to get access to is to the customers themselves. So a lot of marketers come to me and like, yeah, we'd love to do customer research. I know it's important. You've been preaching about how important it is. Everybody else has been preaching about how important it is. We get that it's important, but we still can't do it. No one is giving us access to our customers within the organization. Um, and as someone, when I do content strategies for Um, clients, user research, customer research is one of the first things that I do. It's where all of my content ideas come from. Um, A little bit of SEO, mostly customer conversations. So I feel like it is such a huge disservice to marketing teams um, to not either give them direct access to customers or at least not give them access to sales calls or customer support calls. seems like there is a lot of fear in companies to allow everyone to have access to the customer. Like if we bug the customer or if too many people have access to them, um, they'll be bothered. They'll remember that there are customers and then they'll cancel or that will be annoying. Um, I don't know. There, it seems like it's fear-based. Josh, have you have you seen this in companies? Have you had any experience with this yourself? Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> so um, I would definitely say I would probably tip into the similar things that you mentioned in terms of like fears, um, just because you, I think the natural number one fear is like giving access to the customer and the customer hearing from 10 different people for 10 different things, right? Like I say, oh, hey, here's a good customer. And hey, and I put it in a Slack and say, any department that needs access to this person go have at it. Right. And my fear would be, oh my gosh, like we're, we've just like lampooned this person's time that sometimes they're getting asked the same questions by five different people. Sometimes you've had a rotation in a company of researchers that went through and never did, Mm -hmm. or they're, you've got a junior person coming in asking all the same questions. And then of course you get a customer going, why am I wasting my time with this? So that that's the fear is that the customer ends up uh, answering the same questions, being hit from multiple angles, and you're burning out any 
like equity you've built up with that customer. Yeah. So that I think is a real fear. Um, but just making sure I also wanted to delineate the difference you were at, you were saying there's the research and then there's access to the customers, right? Like the research is the outputs afterwards, but then you're mostly talking about marketers that don't get direct access to customers, which right. is definitely something that I think would really empower them in their jobs. So I do too. And I hear that fear. I understand the fear of we're going to bog down our customers or um, they're going to get asked the same question multiple times. And as a third party researcher that comes into companies, my goal is to like unsilo it, right? I want every, or, like every department to have access to customer research. I feel like everybody from sales, product, design, marketing, customer support should have access to the same research. So let's pose the, this hypothetical thought that rather than each department having their own agendas, their own initiatives, their own points of view, and coming to the same customers, asking those same questions, we just kind of scoop the research up and say, you know, we're going to ask these questions, but everyone's going to have access to it. Hey, so-and-so in customer support asked these five questions to these five customers. Go listen. Hear what the insights are. Do you have any follow-up questions? Like that way, it's not a matter of one customer getting bombarded with tons of questions. It's that everybody has access to the same research, the same understandings and and the insights, and then they can take those insights and apply them to meet their needs. So as a marketer, I'm going to apply them to create campaigns and ad strategy and copy and content and things like that. But as a designer, I'm going to take that information that I learned in the little pieces and apply it to user experience and uh, UI and all of those things. Um, I feel like it would not be detrimental if it became a cultural aspect within an organization for everyone to have an understanding of like, listen to the customer calls or here's the insights we learned. Even if we're just sharing the insights, there are kind of two degrees that I can, that I like to promote within companies, but at the very least, I feel like very strongly marketers should have access to to the customers and if not directly to the customers, to at least the customer conversations, the transcripts and those insights. I like that. I like that idea. And it kind of puts around, it kind of protects the customer, right? Like in terms of, uh, you know, we talked about a lot of the reasons it could be disruptive, um, yeah. but it kind of puts them behind a, you know, hopefully maybe it's a single point of contact or a single de- Department or whoever's charged with doing the research, right? And and that, but that person also has to act as a liaison between the departments and saying, "Hey, we're doing this research," and yes. "Hey, marketing, you get you get three questions. Like, here's the other sets of other things have developed, and it probably goes around the table like, submit me your top five, and then obviously it's nice you get a bonus if." if two people are asking the same thing, like you might get another one and, and kind of collating all of those questions. And obviously a good interviewer would have to put these in a nice series of conversations. So it's not Mm -hmm. just wham, bam, all over the place. And that, but that interviewer or researcher gets to control the conversation, controls the narrative, collects all of it, gives access to all those people for different, hopefully not too much work. They don't have to package it for everyone, but essentially here's the raw, here's the other stuff. You guys are each going to do your own analysis and figure out action items, 
content pieces, product changes, whatever those are. Um, but they would, they would be that single point. And I think that's probably the key thing is having that single point so that you make sure like in a sales process, you don't want to have five salespeople working with the customer. You want to have a single point of contact, things get proceed through that person. Um, but is that kind of what you're, where you're, where you're going with this? Yeah. And the reason I'm like just thinking about it a lot recently is because I've seen it to where it becomes something to gatekeep. It's like, well, no, we, I'm sorry. No, we have access to the customers. <laughs> We're going to ask the questions we want. Um, and it varies department to department within each organization, you know, different clients. It can be customer support, customer success is the only one that can direct talk directly. Sometimes it's only sales. Sometimes it's only product, uh, user research mm-hmm. teams. But the, the, the problem is, is that each one of those teams has their own initiative in mind, their own goals, their own like point of view. And they're not going to all of the stakeholders in the company and saying, okay, if you could learn, this is how I do it when I do user research projects. I go to every stakeholder. I'm like, if you could do one, if you could learn one thing, what would you want to learn from this research? What do you most need to know? Um, they don't really want to do that. They want to feel like, obviously, you know, budget has a big deal. If you have the best growth, if you have the best metrics, uh, you get the bigger share of the budget and people like that in corporate world. Like I've, I've seen that where that happens sure. to that yeah. can be spoken about. Um, and it just seems like rather than gatekeeping this information for the good of your own department, it should be, and this is a leadership issue because a CEO or a VP should really be like, no, 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 this needs to be organization-wide. Everyone needs to have access to this, but it should it should be that way. It should not be gate-kept at all. Everyone should be able to come into the company auditor account or wherever you're recording your calls and listen to the customer conversations that are being had and take away their own insights. Because like I said, each department, each team has a different, they have different views, they have different initiatives they're trying to get across, different goals. So they're going to use one customer could answer one question one way, and each department could take a little bitty piece of that information and apply it to their own uh, needs in in, in individual ways. Um, But that it's not happening like that right now a lot in corporate um, with B2B enterprise, B2B SaaS companies that are big enough to have research initiatives. um, It's very much kind of a, a gate kept behind closed walls. Like you have to have the security code in your thumbprint and go through the laser, you know, like, and, and then you can have access to the customer. And I just don't think it should be that challenging. No, I, I agree. It shouldn't be. I, I do like that, at least in, you know, what seems to me more current is the fact that there are recordings. I mean, that should mm-hmm. be that should be a no-brainer that people should have access. I don't. I, I guess you're running into situations where people don't even access to the recordings because that's not even hitting yeah. on those initial fears you talked about. You know, right. we use like I think we use Wingman, so it's like different. I know there's all kinds of gongs, there's mm-hmm. chorus, there's all kinds of these awesome recording softwares that have AI things, have you able to speed up, have transcriptions, have like search for keywords. So it's pretty amazing if you get access to that, even without disrupting the customer, right? How do you garner some of those insights that could make everyone better at their jobs? Yeah. And why, why would you not want your entire 
organization, everybody, different teams to have access to it. I, it doesn't, it blows my mind, number one, because I come in as a third party. And so when I come in and help companies, I'm always a third party and I just want to help everybody on the team and I want everybody to use the organ, uh, the information. I want it to be helpful for everyone. Um, and I've also never really worked in corporate America. Like I've never been an employee in corporate America. So I don't get the whole, it's yours, it's not ours, like sales versus marketing. I've been on like I've been a contractor in teams where I've seen this and I don't understand it at all. Like aren't, isn't the goal of the company of every employee to just make the company better, to generate more revenue and income for the entire company overall. And if that is the goal, then everyone should have access to it, but it becomes not the goal. It becomes like very, it's competitive. It's, it almost seems like it's a competitive space, um, a competition between different departments and different teams to, to be better than which healthy competition is fine, but at the, not at, you know, the, the risk or the within, within, within your own company. Right. It's just, we're all talking about within their own company. It's one thing if it's outside, but yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. Truly. I wonder if any of our listeners have insights into that of like why that happens, or maybe you are a recording hoarder. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, why, what do you, what are you, that's what are you afraid would, of? <laughs> yeah. That's who I would honestly be interested to hearing. Cause it's a, it's the, the concept is so bizarre or just beyond my mind. If you are or in a, even in an organization and you understand why people aren't given ac- all access to customers or even to customer recordings indirectly, why is that? Why is it the marketing team? Because I hear from so many marketers because we train marketers on how to have customer interviews, how to handle, you know, user research and do it well. So many of the marketers come to me and say, you know, gosh, I want to do this, but they won't let me talk to a customer or listen to a sales call. And my mind is blown. I don't like when they say that, I'm like, okay, well, here's some other things you can do. Go do research mining. Go um, you know, look on social media, do some social listening, do some ethnography where you're really trying to figure out what are people talking about. Um, so you can still hear from customers in some way, but at the end of the day, that's not that marketer's fault. It's, it's, it's up the chain. It's the VP or the CEO's like issue. And mm-hmm. why, why is that being allowed to happen in an organization? Um, because it I is, don't know it, how much of it is up the chain though. Like it could just be their own. Maybe it's a, I, I don't know all the things, but I did think of a couple ideas while you're talking, but, you know, could it be an access control thing? Like we need another seat, another license for, you know, and it's like, okay, we have these mental licenses for our software. Um, oh, and I'd have to go in there and download the things and send you the recordings. And where do I store the like friction, right? It's not my job. Yeah. Like, why should I, what, why do I need to do this? Why, you know, or it's, you know, paid for by the sales org. So there's, again, from a budgetarian mm. lines drawing perspective, mm-hmm. I'm sure if you talk to like further up, they're like, yeah, why not? And then there's all these little infighting battles or little, little friction pieces. I do think it's yeah. worth mentioning, like delineating the difference between what I'd be more interested as you continue to run up against this. Is it more of like, I don't want to give access to assets we already have or access to the direct customer. Cause those are two very different things. I think because yeah. all the fears we mentioned are really more about, I think about direct access. Um, 
-hmm. But alternatively, to do those live interviews that are aside from just recordings, could there be, this is what I would wonder, because, you know, I'm an engineer, I like to solve problems (laughs) that aren't mine. Um, But (laughs) but one of the things is like, could, could they could the marketer even ask to speak to prospects that didn't buy? Cause maybe they don't care, right? Like a salesperson's mm-hmm. not going to care about those. The customer success team is going to be like, you know, okay, but it's still information, right? They came in through the marketing funnel. They probably were a good fit, but mm-hmm. they didn't buy for a multitude of reasons. It may not be about the customer. I mean, I mean, it may not be about the product. It may not be about the pricing perspective, but it could just been time and, and, you know, the, the product champion and some other reasons and why they didn't buy, but usually those are thrown by the wayside, right? Like most Mm -hmm. people don't care, but that could be the one man's trash is another man's treasure type of thing where sales don't really care about the churn customers anymore. They've kind of moved on. So it's like, Hey, well, give me your churns, (laughs) give me your emails to your churned people, give me your thing. And I'm going to come from a marketing perspective. So I'm not threatening. I'm not like overselling or trying to really get them back in the product. I just want some intel about customers that fell out of the funnel and maybe I'm getting very specific insights from them, but also getting insights on like, oh, I wonder how much my marketing landed. What content did they see? Does this get hit for them? And maybe they're creating their own little pockets of research groups out of those because most marketers otherwise don't have direct access, right? So yeah, maybe someone would be willing to give them their 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 scraps. I think that's a great idea. And as you were talking too, it reminded me that it, marketers need to learn how to basically plead their case and, and show the benefit better. A lot of it is like, well, because we need to. Well, why do you need to take, you know, because customer research takes time. Why do you need to, why should I pay you five hours this next week rather than writing content that I know is going to trade like lead to a, a lead or, uh, you know, managing the paid ads or doing the things that you do. Why should I pay you to get on the phone with customers? Um, and I've heard a lot that it's, they, they have a hard time selling themselves for that time. They can't convince the higher ups that there's value in it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, not only just being creative with who you're talking to, getting the time and talking to maybe churned people or um, using different ways to reach people, but actually understanding the value in customer research and then being able to educate others on that value. Right. Maybe they don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, a couple summary points for me is we both believe um, research should be accessible. I mean, especially, uh, especially across organizations, this day of both, you know, quantitative data is easy to get, um, but that qualitative insights to really know, you know, especially for marketers tracking back to, you know, the types of emotion, how people feel, what are those real things, what stuff is is landing and resonating versus what stuff just like kind of flew over their head. I mean, I think those are all really important, obviously across, but that that the, the marketers are typically in a handcuffed position where they don't have calls, they don't have relationships, they don't have yeah. those things. So finding ways to get them access, I think is like a huge key thing. So I think we both agree with that. Now, how they can go about it in their own proactive ways, or also just maybe digging in deeper and asking, well, why is that hard for you? Like why? It's not just no, it's just like, 
well, can I just go in there and get it? Like, can I, mm-hmm. can I, can you just download these things for me or are these, but you're right in pleading their case on why it's important and how they can make an impact to the business with this type of research is, is yeah. really important. Absolutely. Cool. Anything else to add? I don't think so, Josh. I think we covered it pretty well. All right. Till next week, Adrian. Talk to you later. Have a good week. Bye, Josh. Bye.